the battle belongs to the Lord. Yes, Lord. I am not anxious. I am not bitter. I am not backed up in the corner, shoved against the wall. Yes. I serve a risen Savior. He's in the world today. He walks with me through the valley in the shadow of death. I shall not fear, though in whole shit and camp round about me. I will be confident. I'm going to see the salvation of the Lord. I want you to do something. I feel like God just told me to do it. I want you to put your hand on somebody's shoulder. Hi, yeah, 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 yeah. And I want you to say it. This is not your battle. I don't care if it's got your last name in it, if it's got your son, your daughter, if it's physical, emotional, social, it's not your battle. This battle belongs to God, and you are more than a conqueror. You're gonna see the salvation of God in your life. Glory to God. You're gonna see a great victory. Turn me up a little bit of the monitors. You're gonna see a great, sweeping, overwhelming victory. Yes. Lift your hands and speak to that cancer. I'm gonna see a victory. Lift your hands and speak to that marital, domestic situation. I'm gonna see a victory. Lay hands on your stomach where you got knots and nervousness. In the name of Jesus, I'm gonna see a victory. A situation that seems stubborn and unwilling and unyielding to change. In the name of Jesus. Things change when I pray. Lift up your hands, everybody in this room. There is nothing too hard for God. My God doesn't slumber and he doesn't sleep. And my God doesn't have two heads. Heal Israel, the Lord your God is one God he is one Lord he's in you all he works through you all he's above you all and right now I want you to take a moment listen we sing the song but do we live the song I'm gonna fight it with my prayer my prayer is a seek heat seeking missile that's going to eradicate depression bulimia, anorexia, bipolar, sleeping disorders, whatever's going on in your mind. I want you right now to declare, I fight with my praise. I fight with my prayer. I fight with the word of God. If you abide in me and your word abide in you and my word is in you, you can ask what you will. It shall, it shall, it shall, it shall, it shall be done yes, unto you. Just wave at him, wave at him. And now I want you right now real easy. I don't know it, I don't know where this is coming from, but the Lord told me a few years ago, peace is not Jamaica or the Bahamas or the Mediterranean. Peace is a person. 
Jesus is the Prince of Peace. Peace is not a place. Peace is not money. Peace is not things, but peace is a person. And now I want you to declare it. Peace, peace coming down from the Father above. I want to take a moment and just sing about peace. Peace, peace. Somebody sing it. You know it? From the Father That's it. above. Sweep over my spirit. Sing. Sweep over my spirit. Forever I pray. running over my cup is running over in other words the Lord gave me this word a few weeks ago that things are gonna keep happening in your life good things praise reports prayers answered things that you've been looking for God to do for years God's gonna restore the years that the enemy has robbed you of praising God worshiping God resting in the provision of God the finished work of God and right now I want you to say it's going to keep happening one praise report after the other one blessing, one breakthrough after the other one miracle after the other I'm tired of cancer I'm tired of COVID I'm tired of anxiety I'm tired of Zoloft and Prozac I'm tired of it and today peace is in the room Joy is in the room. Victory is in the room. Now give God a praise. Put a praise on. Play, play, play. God bless you. Thank you so much. bless you please be seated somebody bind that long-winded demon come on somebody pray that I can get y'all out of here at least by two o'clock this afternoon there's no spring training baseball so we can all just be here as long as it takes to get whatever we need from the Lord I'm just having fun with you it's so good to be with you and the devil made me think that I was never gonna come back but I followed the yellow brick road <laughs> And I am here, wait a minute, that's Kansas, this is Missouri. Well, I follow Twin River, and I am here by the grace and the 
wonderful favor of God. This is, and I don't want this online. Can we just block this? This is one of my favorite churches in the entire world. Amen. And I want to say this, and I want to say it openly. And I want to say it unapologetically. Pastor Kent Miller and I are not in a clique. We are not in a group. We are brothers and we have a relationship based on the word of God. Now there are several differences that we have. He's tall and I'm short. He's light skinned and I'm dark chocolate. <laughs> and we have an amazing ability to come together and solve problems using the word of God. We don't push politics. We don't push social positions. The NAACP didn't send me down here. The SCLC or the Republican Party didn't send me down here. I'm here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ to declare the word of God that it doesn't matter what sanctions we implement, what government policies are persons that we elect God is the boss of Pentecost he is in charge and it doesn't matter what they do what they legislate I want you to know that God has the last word the last say and I believe and respect your leader for taking one of the strongest stands in Christianity for the living God in a generation Kent Miller is a once in a lifetime man of God and you ought to be praising God for the opportunity to serve with the man that stands on the promises of God that are yes and amen now I'm going to be honest today I'm going to be real honest today Jensen Franklin has been a great friend of mine and he served with President Trump in his uh, uh, faith based initiative, and he served in his cabinet. And he said one of the eeriest moments that he had with President Trump was President Trump was walking out of the room. And President Trump, uh, Jensen Franklin, said this last week in Tampa, Florida. And so I'm quoting what you can go back and look at. And he said something that sent a chill and it should chill us before we deal with the liberals and before we deal with the left and before we deal with the Muslims and the Buddhists and the agnostics and the atheists and these alternative communities, we really need to deal with us. We really need to deal with how we treat one another, how we love one another, how we support one another, how we pray for one another, and how we honor one another. Because we know this is not it. This is not our home. We're just passing through this place. And some glad morning when this life is over, you can have my house, you can have my car, because I'm going to heaven when I die and President Trump looked at Jensen Franklin and he said if you people meaning the church if you wanted to do anything in America if you all got together nothing could stop you and I want you to ball up your fists and say if Holy Ghost people got together 
wait a minute, wait a minute. If those that are called by his name, if we ever got together, one can chase a thousand, two can chase ten thousands. But we spend so much time fighting one another, devouring one another in cliques and clubs and groups. And we spend so much time battling within ourselves. Modern day Israel, we can't get it together. But I want somebody to declare like the four men that brought the man through the roof. I'm going to hold up my corner. I'm going to do my part. I am not going to be an instrument that the devil uses to sow discourse, tell lies, sow gossip. Let me tell you something. If you are not willing and ready to be teachable and trainable, you need to find another church because we are getting rid of the fat and the dead weight. If we can't run with the footmen, what we going to do when the horsemen get here? And we have brothers in the Ukraine. We have brothers in Russia who are under who are underground praying right now. Oh, lift your hands. Oh, God. Oh. And I want you to say this. And I wave something in the air. Messiah is coming. <laughs> Messiah is coming. Messiah is coming. Messiah is coming. Help is on the way. Jesus is coming. People get ready. Jesus is coming. And he's not looking for a black church, or a white church, or an Indian church. But he's looking for people who are washed in the blood of the Lamb. And we <laughs> say to missionaries that died last night, missionaries that died last night, think about it. Missionaries were blown up last night, slaughtered in Africa, stabbed, beheaded. It's happening all over the world. While we're at Kroger and Target, and Walmart, and Kmart, and Ross, and Marshall, and at the ball game, missionaries are dying. And we say to those, God got something better. God had some better thing. But we that are preoccupied, and we that are selfish and ego-driven, Lord, forgive us. And let us feel the burden of people around the world that are <gasps> suffering and dying for the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, touch us and give us your eyes and your ears, but more than anything, your heart. I got to young lady in our church in our church 29 years old with a handsome 11 year old son and this young woman was murdered by a serial killer in Washington D.C. I did her funeral about two weeks ago 
and they found her in a shopping cart in a remote place. And there's so much going on in the world that we become numb to death and human suffering. We become numb because it's just one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other, one thing after another thing. And if you're not careful, you become numb and feelingless and emotionless. And there's no reaction because it's one headline after the other. But I'm looking through the eyes of Daniel. When you see this stuff, desolations, when you see it, no that your redemption know that God is going to send help how many of you believe that how many of you believe the report of God that there is still a unique level of usefulness in the kingdom of God and that's the only reason you're alive and I want you to do something with me God Use me or take me out of this world. I, I, come on, let's be honest. Let's be honest. How valuable are you to God? How valuable are you to the end time plan of God? And I need somebody to lift your hands and declare, I am, I am valuable. I am indispensable. I am a witness. I am an encourager. I am a giver. I am a life speaker. And God, I don't want you to feel grateful that I'm alive, but I want you to know that if you need somebody, if you're looking for somebody, send me. Woo! Well, that's what I want to talk about for just a few moments. Go to Joshua chapter 13, verse number one, before I have a Pentecostal explosion up in here. Joshua chapter 13, they'll put it on the, on the wall so we can all share in the reading of the Lord's word. I'm passionate about what I'm in. I defend what I'm in. I believe what I'm in. I believe that what we are doing is both noble and it is honorable and it is something we do until we die. I am unapologetically pro-life and pro-Israel and I believe in marriage. I believe that God ordained it. I am not here to debate anybody. I am here to declare what thus saith the Lord. And I also believe that we shouldn't tell lies. Well, y'all got quiet when I talked about abortion. <laughs> now, Joshua, now let me, let me get into this. Because today, I feel a strong pull in my spirit. Pastor Ken and his dear beautiful wife and the staff of this church. How many of you, uh, Zach, our youth pastor, became a bishop the other night and we were all here to celebrate him becoming a bishop in the church and he got up here he was so on fire and I told him I said well, that, that you became a bishop and you got a heavier anointing when you became a bishop he got a heavier anointing but wait till you get that burden <laughs> that deeper burden with that burning and the only way you can fulfill the burning, the call, is the burden of the Lord. And God, I'm believing, is going to put a burden on this church because this church is pregnant again. 
this church is getting ready to break forth on the left and break forth on the right. And God is getting ready to give this church creative, innovative concepts and strategy for more. Somebody say more. God is getting ready to use people that feel like that they've been wasting and withering away. And God is going to give us a revival with our seniors and our aged folk. He's going to give us a revival in that. Now let's read. Now Joshua was what? Oh, and stricken in years. Now this is the part where I think God is funny. And the Lord said, thou art old <laughs> and stricken in years. Now it starts out by saying, now Joshua was old and well stricken in years. And then God said, you know what you own. <laughs> and you well stricken in years. And then God said something that blew my mind. Somebody said, what did he say, Zig? To a man who is old and stricken. Old and stricken. God says to an old man, and there remains yet very much land to be possessed. To a man who is old and bent over, a man who is in his 80s, his eyes are becoming dim, his, he's not as strong as he was in his 40s. My, my father was on the phone the other day and he, I heard him say, um, I can't do what I used to do and my mama said, you sure can't. Anyway, let me, let me read this. Thou art old and well stricken in years and then the Lord said, there's a lot in front of you. I want you to lay hands on yourself and I want you to declare in spite of where I am right now, in spite of how I feel right now, in spite of what's going on right now, God sent this little black preacher from D.C. to tell you, you got a lot in front of you. God sent me to tell you that your trials are a stepping stone. And don't allow how you feel to determine what God is saying to you. Your past doesn't disqualify you. Your divorce doesn't disqualify you. You being in positions that you should not have been in and things happen that shouldn't happen. None of that is a disqualifying factor with God. God does not decide your future based on your past imperfections. God knew Abraham was old. God knew Moses was a murderer. God knew Rahab was a hoochie mama. God knew that David was a peeping Tom. God knew that Job would go bankrupt. God knew that Peter would deny him. God knew that Thomas would doubt him. God knew that Lazarus would die. God knew that Elijah was bipolar and he still decided that he's going to use him. Am I, am I already helping somebody? Put the verse back up there. Put the verse back up there. And I want you to get this in your spirit. Very much land to be possessed by you. By you, you're still in the game. Gray hair or no hair, 
you still in the game. Joshua at this point is in the evening of his life. The message Bible says Joshua had reached a venerable age. He is now old and well stricken in years. And Joshua at this point in his life is on a 31 game winning streak. He had that one setback at Ahi where he lost because of Achan. But things came back together and he's defeated 31 kings in a row. And he feels that he is at the end of the road and God creates more road. He feels that he is losing oxygen and God gives him a second wind. He feels that his life and ministry is over. He senses that he is no longer smart, creative, gifted, and God says, hey you, there is much land to be possessed. And one of the things that I want you to come to grips with, beloved, is you have won many victories, but do not mistake your progress that you have arrived. There is still more land in front of you. And Joshua is looking for an exit. And God is looking for more opportunities to use him in a major way. And if you allow God to speak creativity, if you allow God to speak productivity, you will be amazed at what God will do through you, in you, and for you, and what God will do around you. Because God is speaking to me to speak to you that there's more in store through the door. That this is not the end. That this is not merely you waiting on death to come in and take the breath out of you, but God is getting ready to take you with your old, well-stricken, depressed, discouraged self. And God told me to tell you that the devil and all of his demons are trying to force you into stagnation, apathy, bitterness, and depression. But the devil is a liar because God sees something in you that you don't see in yourself. And God sent me from D.C. to tell you there is much land in front of you and all you gotta do is pick up your feet and start walking the devil wouldn't fight you if you weren't in the plan the devil wouldn't try to discourage you if God didn't have something for you I need 50 people that can wave something in the air and say zig the devil's been fighting my money fighting my honey fighting my kids fighting my dog fighting my cat fighting my goldfish but no weapon formed against me shall prosper because God is with me <laughs> he thinks he is at the end of the road and God creates more road he makes a way in the wilderness rivers in the desert and God says and I want you to point there's more in front of me when you thought you were at an exit God creates an opportunity. Point at somebody and say, God 
is not through with you yet. Somebody point at Pastor Miller. Point at the man of God and say there's more sermons in you. There's more teaching in you. There's more sons in you. There's more daughters in you. There's more breakthrough in you. There's money to be raised and people to be saved. I need somebody to point at your man of God and encourage him. Your latter shall be greater than your former can I get somebody to shout on the devil's head? Man of God, you ain't seen nothing yet. Oh, God. Hallelujah. 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 Sometimes God don't start till the fourth quarter. I said, sometimes the game don't get good till the ninth inning. Sometimes it doesn't get good until you're tired and you're losing and you're depressed and you're discouraged. And then all of a sudden, a spark brings. Somebody say, a spark. We're going to win this thing. Alabama beat the snot out of us. Y'all know I'm from Georgia. I had to bring it up. <laughs> we won the national championship, the University of Georgia. You know you can't spell sugar without UGA. The University of Georgia just won the national championship, and Alabama beat us so bad in Atlanta, Georgia. And, and, and there were questions whether we could beat them. But I came to tell somebody, the next game is going to be like the, not going to be like the last game. The next season is not going to be like the last season. Your next is not going to be like your last. God told me to tell somebody, if you knew what God had in store for you, you would stop crying and you would put on your shouting shoes and you would tell the devil, you should have killed me when you had me. Somebody, I think. Joshua doesn't have, sit, 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 what's wrong with you? Sit down, they can't see. Sit, 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 sit. <laughs> Joshua is old and, say it, baby, say it, decrepit. Boy, she wore him out. <laughs> He's old and stricken. And some of you, you're not old but you're tired. You're not old, but you're worn out because you've been fighting this thing in your head. You're not old, but you are tired and frustrated. You're not old, but you're exhausted and weary. You're old, and things have not been working the way you thought they would work, and now you're at a point in your life where you're saying, what's the use? And God sent this black man from D.C. to tell you, if you knew 
what was going to happen in the next 12 months. If you knew what God was about to open up in your life, Joshua, you're getting ready to die. You ready to die. You feel death all over you. You told your kids goodbye. You've kissed your wife. And then God shows up and says, it's very much land. God didn't keep you alive for a little bit. Lift your hands and say, God didn't keep me alive for something small. God didn't keep you alive for something insignificant. God didn't let you live through the death of your father or the death of your mother. God didn't let you live through the death of your sister. God didn't let you get this cancer or this disease. He didn't allow this to happen to demoralize you. He didn't allow you to go through all what you went through with your kids. They drove you crazy. They dr you drove them crazy. You've been through the worst of it. You've been through the roughest season in your life. And then God says there's much land to be possessed. Ball up your fist and say the devil is a liar. Something great is about to happen in my life, in my family, in my church. Can I get somebody in this place that can shout a victory shout? There's much land in front of you. God. God sent me to intrude in your life. Cancel your subscription to Give Up Magazine. Cancel your subscription to People Pleasing. Cancel your subscription to what people think and what they're going to say. They're going to say something if you do it. They're going to say something if you don't do it. They're going to say something if you will. They're going to say something if you won't. Jimmy crack corn, but I don't care. Now, you're going to know that it's God. Shake your head like a white woman that just got out of a pool. <laughs> I know this is God. Because you know how I've been feeling? Mighty low. I've been dealing with people. I've been dealing with budget. Um, this is one of the great leaders. Lift your hand. Uh, doctor, this is one of my... Leaders, you, you know what it's like to deal with budgets. I went to a church and I walked in the door, $9 million uh, mortgage, $600,000 to fix the roof, a couple of hundred to do the parking lot. The first week I got there, they said, we just made a $69,000 payment. I said, what? Huh? We made how much? 69, all of that. And I said to the Lord, when they gave me all these letters, I went old school AOL. You got mail. <laughs> <laughs> if you sent me to do it, 
you're going to give me the power to get through it. If you sent me here to do it, nothing is impossible, not even my own narrow-minded thinking, my stinking thinking, my pity party. I don't know how y'all feel about it, but I'm not going to sabotage what God's going to do. I'm going to just trust if God's got more for me, I want him to do it. Oh, God. God knew Abraham was 75. He knew Moses was 80. He knew Moses stuttered. He knew Moses was reluctant to ever go back to Egypt. He knew he was the prince of Egypt and he knew his hesitancy and his reluctancy. He knew Aunt Sarah couldn't have no baby. Have you ever felt like, lean forward, lean forward. Have you ever felt like, lean, 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 lean forward, lean forward. Have you ever felt like God stacked the deck against you? That the same God that's talking to you is also talking to Pharaoh. God said, tell Pharaoh to let him go. And then seemingly God tells Pharaoh, don't let him go. And God wants to know what you're made of. And I want somebody to lift your hands. What's your last name? Bolton. Silcox. Marvin. August, and I want you to say it, my family don't quit. Oh, my God, my God. Millers don't quit. My God, my God. Ball up your fist and say, no matter what it is, no matter what it looks like, my situation is another opportunity for God to show me he is king of kings and lord of lords and divorce is not king, cancer's not king, diabetes is not king, your child acting a fool is not king. God is going to snatch victory out of the jaws of defeat. Somebody clap your hands up in here, up in this house he's old and well stricken in years and the Lord said let me let me show you something about being old <laughs> age reveals your feebleness what do you mean Zig it reveals your grace number what are you saying? It reveals how long God been putting up with you. And I need somebody that can say God has been putting up with some honey boo boo child drama up out of me. God has been putting up with some things inside of Jonathan Ziegler. I ain't as sanctified all the time. I ain't as Holy Ghost all the time. And it's good for me that I was afflicted. Sometimes God had to give me a spanking to get me back in line. And so, number one, age reveals your feebleness, how, how, how God put up with you. Somebody lift your hand. You ain't got to tell nobody, but lift your hand and say, I know God has given me grace and God has given me favor. God should have threw me away. God should have got rid of me. God should have let me die in that car wreck, die of that disease. But my age reveals that I'm still in the game. I'm still in God's plan. God has been putting up with me. And in spite of all that I have done, that was just stupid. He's still blessing me. Woo! 
good God Almighty. I need about 25 people that can say new mercies every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. Great is God's grace. Uh, you ain't got to tell nobody what you did or what you did or how you did it, but somebody that's just glad to be alive on this Sunday morning, and if anybody ought to be shouting, it ought to be somebody that can look back over your life and say, God has been good to me. <laughs> Point at somebody and say, he's been putting up with me for a long time. Sit, sit, please sit. I'm almost done. I'm not going to be long. Can I stay here for a minute? You know, sometimes, uh, First Lady, we kind of feel like, God, you ought to be glad I'm here. You, you ought to be glad I showed up. We, we feel like that God ought to give us a, 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 a first place. For, yeah, I had a boy. You got me. But if it had not been for the grace of God, oh, lift your hands. I was in Red Lobster 20-something years ago. A man walked in and shot my waitress. Killed, she, she lay in there blood. And, and, and I, I, there was a baby in the chair. I don't know why I said this. And I grabbed the baby and I watched this man shoot folk. And I'm watching him. And he walked up right where I was. And he was asking folk for their money. And he looked at me. And for some reason, I know what it is. He just walked off. And for me to come to church and act like I don't know what the reason I'm still alive is, is an insult to God. Lift up your hand. For me to come and not worship him? Well, I don't know what to read. I do know why he didn't shoot me. He didn't take a dime from me. He shot other folk. I'm not better than them. They're not better than me. It's just the grace of God. Every morning, God has been putting up with me. Can I go down here? Can I go down? Anybody? Come on, be honest. God has put up with a lot of stuff from me. And he's done things. He's allowed me to be in situations that he got me out of. And so when it's time to worship God and praise God, I take the brakes off. I don't have an emergency break on. I don't care if it's red back hymnal or elevation worship. I don't care if it's a banjo or a guitar. When I think on the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, this old boy got a reason to praise the Lord. I need about a hundred people that got a reason to praise the Lord to shout a victory shout. Come on, let me hear roar. Let me hear roar. Yes, God. I don't know why I told that story, but God been putting up with me. It reveals my feebleness. Number two, age reveals how tired I am. How tired I am. What you say, Papa? Tell me about it. <laughs> you say, tell me about it. Age reveals your feebleness. It also reveals your fatigue. 
And how many of you know it got to be God? Because sometimes I don't feel like it. I remember when I was younger, I used to get out the bed and get on my knees. Now I pray prostrate for the Lord. But I used to get on my knees. I, I, I can, I still shout, but it's not as fast and not as long. Come on, wave at me. It reveals my fatigue. In other words, it reveals how much I need his strength, how much I need his power, how much I need his wisdom, how much I need his understanding. Let me get about 50 people to lift both hands and feet and say, I'm tired, I'm weary, but he that hath no might, he increases strength. And he has had to increase my strength. Am I right about it? You know, when you're young, how old are you, young man? Oh, God. <laughs> Fifty, running through the metal. <laughs> the hills are alive with the sound of music. Fifteen? Wait till you get 45. You know, 51, 47. 66 and and my son Jaden got energy my nephew got energy and I just laugh because one day they gonna be me <laughs> Age reveals number one my feebleness number two how tired I can be And it reveals how much I need the Lord Take a minute and say to finish this. I'm gonna need God to help me to, to, to get this much land, lift your hand and say, talk to God. Say, I'm going to need you, oh God, to hold my hand. I can't even walk without you holding my hand. To do what's in my heart, to do what's in my mind, to do what I feel, I'm going to need him to help me with this fatigue. Let that sink in a minute. You got it? Let it sink in. It reveals my feebleness. It reveals my fatigue. And then it reveals this thing right here. The feeling that the struggle is permanent. Sometimes in life, you are fatigued and you feel like, as Joshua does, there remaineth yet very much land. He feels like, are we ever going to be finished? And I just came to tell you, it ain't over <gasps> till your last breath. I just came to talk to people that feel like they're going to need to take a break from God, that you really don't need to do anything else for God. It's not over <gasps> till your last breath. Paul died preaching. And I plan to die praising God. Did that help anybody? There's more kings. There's more land. And in spite of how you feel, all God wants is somebody to say the two most powerful words. Yes, Lord. I want everybody to lift your hands all over this room. Yes, Lord. 
Whatever you want me to do, if it's counseling young women, if it's counseling young men, Lord, if it's world missions, Lord, I'm all in. I'm all in it. I'm not going to let anything stop me from fulfilling my assignment. Now, let me finish this. Let me bring this home. This is why you need to be confident. And this is why you need to praise God is because these words right here in the middle of this verse got me stirred. COVID, crazy election, silly stuff around the world. When I saw this particular verse and wrote this sermon, you know what stuck out to me more than anything? The Lord said, in spite of everything in your life, God sent me from Washington to tell you He's still speaking to you. Somebody lift your hands and said, the Lord is still speaking vision to you. He's still showing you dreams. He's still invading your mind, telling you it's not over. I'm not done. You're not through. There's another wave. There's another opportunity. And guess what? It's got your name written all over it. Shake somebody's hand and say, neighbor, eyes have not seen, ears have not heard what God has already set in motion it's not waiting on you you're waiting on it but it's time to get up and walk toward the promise that God said and the Lord said I want you to just say those words and the Lord said I know you're old I know you're well stricken but guess what this next wave of your life these next opportunities in your life you're going to be more productive you're going to be more creative you're going to be more powerful folks are going to look at you and wonder where do you get the strength from you're feeble you're fatigued you're still in the struggle I got it because I got a word from God and if you got a word from God you need to tell the devil go to hell by yourself God's got something great would somebody praise him in this house and the Lord said somebody shout the Lord said he's still speaking to Pastor Miller he's still speaking to you Zach he's still speaking to me Oh, hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I said, I feel the Holy Ghost in here. I feel the power of God in here. If you believe the Lord is still speaking, take about 30 seconds and praise God. This is the day that the Lord has made. And wait a minute. Can we highlight this? Stand with me. I'm about to go home. But, 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 but can we highlight this? He's old. He's stricken. And the Lord said, he's old. He's stricken. And the Lord said, put your hand on somebody's shoulder and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Your next season is going to be filled with the goodness of God, with the fire of God. All your children are going to be saved. All your relatives are going to be delivered. Don't wait till the battle is over. Shout right now. Take 30 seconds and shout. The Lord said, 
the Lord, the Lord said, Shh, listen, Adabahosia, lift your hands. The Lord said, Adiokobahasa. The Lord said, and the Lord said, Joshua, it's a lot in front. What? You mean behind me? No. It's in front. Adiosha. Jesus. Adabasikiaba. And the Lord is saying, there is more land, there's more opportunity. You are not at a dead end, you're at a four lane highway. Things are getting ready to open up for you in your life. Pastor, the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. People with don't even know it. Arteries are closed. Your heart has been under stress. God, without surgery, is going to open arteries and the blood's going to start flowing because you need your heart, you need your mind, you need your energy for what God has in front of you. Why aren't you shouting a victory shout? The Lord said. The Lord said. The Lord said. Put the verse back up there. Put the verse back up there. Y'all see that? You see that, Papa? And the Lord said, there remaineth much land. And this is the word. To be possessed, to be divided, and to be distributed. We ain't got it all yet. Point this way. The high school is going to get a Holy Ghost invasion. The middle school is going to get a Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost invasion. The college in this town is going to be a Holy Ghost invasion. The palace of praise is setting up ambushments all over this region. The palace of praise is moving like an army throughout this county, throughout this region. And you're a part of the greatest evangelistic effort in the history of this church. Church, lift your hands. Zach, move forward. Move forward. Read that verse. You're old, you're stricken, and the Lord said, Let him speak to you. Pastor Ken, come here, get behind him. Come here, First Lady, get behind him. Put your hand on his shoulder. Whatever he needs to possess much land. Whatever he needs to know. Come on, wife. Come on, wife. You were ordained on Friday. But I want you to see this as a mandate. There's much land. There's much opportunity. You need creativity. You need an anointing that only God can give you. It's much land in front of you. How many of you, this message is for you. Wave at me. wave at me wave at me. if it's not for you I understand but if you feel like the devil's been trying to depress me trying to get me in apathy and depression and fear and, and people been talking all kind of stupid talk to me disqualify me make me feel like giving up this is your word there's very much in front of you it's not just for Bill Gates it's not just for the techies in the Silicon Valley God got something for you and your children. Let me read the second point. Just lay at this altar. Just lay at this altar. I got another word for you. You are now relying on God's power and not yours. 
you're relying on God, not you. And I want you to say that. Number one, the reason why that I know I'm going to finish is because God is still talking to me. Say that. The reason I know that I'm going to finish is because God still talking to me. Number two, the reason I know that I'm going to finish, you are now relying on God, not you. Number three, you will finish because you have a firm belief in the sovereignty of God. He is in complete control. I want you to lift your hands all over this room and I'm going to ask you to do something. Real easy, bring me home. And I want to hear that I'm going to see a victory. And I, I want you to see this. I'm going to see a victory. I now know why I'm here. I had somebody speak at our church today. I, I, I don't know why. Well, wait a minute. Let me stop being dishonest. I'm here because God wants me here. We, well, I don't know why. I do know why. God wants to speak to you. I'm relying on God's power not mine. If this was your word, walk down here right now. Just start walking. Grab your spouse. Grab your grandma. Grab your granddaddy. Grab yourself. Grab your cousin. Grab your aunt. Grab your uncle. This is my word. I'm relying on God's power and not mine. I'm not relying on me. I'm not relying on nothing, nobody. I'm relying on God's power, not mine. Come with your hands up. This was a word for me. I'm relying on God, not me. I'm not going to let my anxiety. I'm not going to let my mental illness. I'm not going to let bipolar. I'm not going to let nothing get in front of what God has for me. And if you can have it, God can heal it. He can heal mental disorder. He can heal psychological disorder. Those that take Zoloft and Xanax, I'm telling you, God can give you peace. God can give you joy. God can give you victory. If he can heal cancer, he can heal sleeping disorders yes he can yes he can yes he can let me tell you something real easy you remember I'm going to talk to you I'm gonna, can I talk to you come forward I remember when people it's almost offensive to tell people that God can work out what's in your mind it's almost offensive and I've been going across the country and folks have sent me letters and I've been preaching about mental illness, sleeping disorders, where you wake up three, four o'clock in the morning and can't go back to sleep. Anybody know what I'm talking about? And a lot of folk rely on sleeping pills, flexoreal, their body's in pain all the time. They can't rest. They can't sleep. They, they're restless. Come on, talk back to me. Talk, you, you understand what I'm saying? Kids are on more medications now than they've ever been. ADHD, learning disorders, dyslexia. I tell you what medicine my mama gave me. And it worked out my ADD and ADHD and it helped me sit in my classroom because it sent a message to my brain that I couldn't go to that school and act a fool. Yeah, a switch. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, they watching us. <laughs> Pastor Kemp was preaching on YouTube and they banned him. They, they censored him. You know why? 
that ain't what they want to hear. They want to hear, give your kids condoms. They want to hear, let them do this. And that, Listen, they don't want to hear about sexual purity. Whenever you take a strong stand and say, this is what the word, not a Bible is hate speech. Not a Bible is cancel culture. You can cancel me. You can cancel him, but you can't cancel the rapture. You, know, you can't cancel the Holy Ghost. You can't cancel the prayers of the righteous. And I want to tell cancel culture, you can go straight to hell with your wicked self. Put the verse back up there, and I want you to get this in your spirit. I want you to go home and read this. Put Joshua 13 up there. My God, I feel like this is what God sent me here. Joshua's old, well stricken, stricken in years. And the Lord said, oh yeah, you are old. And you are stricken. But there remaineth much in front of you. There remaineth. You got a prison record. You've been to jail. You got some stuff on your record. You got a divorce. You got all kinds of things that have happened. You got some things that happened in your family, some family dysfunction, some family craziness, some family issues you don't want to talk about. Things happen in family. I'm talking to church folks. You got all kinds of secrets that folks been hiding and, and don't want nobody to know. Forget all that. God sent me to tell you we start from here. There's much land there. I don't care about all that. Listen, you think God care about your past as much as you do? He's already created more road for you. Listen to me. Suicide is not an option. Did you hear me? Do not take those pills. Do not pick up that knife, that gun. Do not drive that car off the road. I'm telling you, God has more road. And he's going to take what hurts you and save other people's life. I speak life to you. Lift your hand. Can I go there? Alcohol addiction. Drug addiction. Crystal meth. Cutting yourself with a razor blade. Super high anxiety. Perfectionism. People pleasing. Striving. 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 Striving striving performance driven performance driven performing for people that don't even like you that don't even care whether you do good or not that ends today with these words and the Lord said there's much I got something for you I got something that's better than you got I got something greater than you got it's time to end that psychological war with your ex-husband with your ex-wife with your baby's father with your baby's mother you need to end the strife today in the name of Jesus because God has something greater than you fighting all the time The feeling that the struggle is permanent? No, the victory is going to be secure. Lift your hands. Lord, pastor, come up here, you and your wife. Get a microphone for the man of God, and we're going to speak over this congregation. Where's the man of God? Come on up here. Where's your dear wife? Zach, get up here. Dr. Um, Randy, Dr. Randy, get up here with your wife. I want the staff up here. All staff. Children's pastor. 
and wives, all staff, and I want y'all to put your hands on the man of God. And I want you to declare this prophetic word. There's much land in front of you. Oh, yes. There's much land in front of you. I want you to speak to your pastor. Before we minister to anybody else, we're going to minister to our pastor. And I want you to declare, God, don't let this man of God die. Don't let him down. Don't let him drown. Lord, I don't know how he physically has been feeling, but he's got his mom, Jenny's mom, members in the church with cancer, members in the church with diabetes, members in the church that are struggling, members in the church that are dealing with hurt and pain. And in the name of Jesus, in spite of how you feel, there's much land in front of you. Ask God to keep him. Ask God to speak to him. Ask God to energize him. Ask God to make him stronger. Ask God to give him his righteous desires of his heart. I want everybody to pray for this man. Point your hand and ask God to strengthen him. Isn't this beautiful? About time in America we stop being so doggone selfish and so ego driven and pray for somebody else's vision. I want you, I don't hear you praying. When somebody dies in this church, when somebody's sick in this church, when somebody's struggling in this church, he feels it. He sleeps with it. Yes, God. Woo. Yes, God. Just, just, just put your hands on it. Joshua's old and well stricken, but the Lord says, there's more land. Is that what he's saying to you? There's more land. If that's what he's saying, lift your hands. All right, staff. Look, women, all of the miller children, all of the children, and wives, all of the grandchildren, get the grandchildren up here. Let me tell you something. Don't win the world and lose your family. Don't win the neighbors and lose your house. Bring the grandchildren. Bring the grandchildren. Bring them all up here. There's much land in front of you. Bring them all. Come on, darling. Come on, young lady. God gonna bless you. God gonna bless the seed of the man of God. And when God blesses him, he blesses us. Bring the grandbabies. Somebody go over to the children's church and bring the grandbabies. Send somebody to get the grandbabies. Send somebody after the grand, is that a mom? All right, that's all of them. Where's Remy? Somebody go get Remy. Somebody said, why are you doing Because it's important. I don't want none of these children to be left out. I I'm serious about families. My mother and father have been married 50 years. My grandparents were married 63 years. I don't know what happened. Oh, God. We so easily give up. But I want you to look at your wife. Look at your husband. Say, there's much land in front of us. Praise God. Stop giving up on people that you love. And stop listening to the wrong folk. 
and get your situation in prayer. I, please forgive me for being so long today. I'm so sorry. I want every one of these staff members, Dr. Mark, do we have any oil? Oh, bring it. Oh, oh, Lord, have mercy. Zach, come in. I don't know why, but I want us bring your dear wife. Bring, all right, is that Remy? Come on in here. Get right in the middle of it. And we're going to anoint the family. There's much land in front of it. I don't come to a church not to help the pastor and his little family. Anoint the family. Let's anoint the grandbabies. Let me get some of that oil. Zach, Bishop. Anoint the grandchildren. Oh, the grandsons, the granddaughters, the baby. There's a baby in this. There's much land in front of you. Hallelujah. Isn't this beautiful? I said, isn't this beautiful? Isn't this beautiful? All right. Bishop, bring your wife. Come on up here. Papa, you should have been up here. You're a great leader in this community. Bring your dear wife. I want all of my council, pastors, elders, all elders come forward. Please forgive me for not calling the elders. All of the elders of the Lord. All right, elders and wives and wives. Now we anoint, Bishop, anoint the elders and wives. Elders and wives. Bring them on up here. All right? I need the intercessors to lift your hands. Where are my intercessors? One. Oh, Lord. My God, it's a whole army. We're going to send you to Ukraine tonight. I guarantee you they'll back up if you get there and get to praying. I guarantee you they'll back up. Where are my intercessors? All intercessors. Move this way. Intercessors, move this way. Do we have an intercessory prayer team? All right, all intercessory prayer team. Come over this way. Intercessory prayer team. And I'm anointing all of them. And I want you all to start walking. Come on, come on, darling. Come on, this young woman. Isn't that beautiful? Look, look behind you. Isn't that beautiful? Young woman have committed and devoted her life to prayer. Is that? Excuse me. Give me that oil. Let's anoint this remnant of prayer warriors. They're prophetic in their prayers. But they cook up by Hassan. Zach? Where's Brother Zach? Oh, praise the Lord. Praise God. I want to anoint every one of them. Prayer warriors. If you're on the praise, come on, help me. <laughs> oh, God. We anoint them. They get tired, they get fatigued. And we anoint the prayer warriors.
the elders and council and deacons and all of the great leaders of this great church. Come on, babies. Come on, dear heart. And we want you to go forth and just touch the people. During this COVID, this demon from hell, this COVID is a demon from hell. I hate COVID and today we curse it, we bind it, we command it to be moved off of these people. We sick of these stupid mandates. We sick of this junk. And we are saying there's much like, if you survive COVID, lift your hands and thank God for the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. I want to pray for your lungs. Those of you that lungs were affected, lift your hand. Those of you that feel like your body Many, many may have been vaccinated, may have not been vaccinated. Whatever your situation is, whatever's going on in your body, we're going to pray and plead because you got much land in front of you. Lift your hands and come on, Zach. Come on, babies. You got oil. Anoint all of the hands. I want you to, I see a lot more. I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm, my spirit is grieved and I don't want nobody to go home feeling bad. But I'm going to say something, and, it, and some of you may get mad. But many of you, it's time for you to step up and assume leadership role and responsibility in this church. And you have been sitting back, waiting on somebody else. And I don't want to embarrass you, and I don't want nobody to feel bad. But it's time for you to be the Daniel, to be the Meshach, the Shadrachs, the Abednego, it's time for this next generation to step up, step forward, and be counted. And this is not a harsh rebuke. 
but it's time for you to assume a leadership of influence in this community, in this church, and in the body of Christ. Lift your hands if that was for you. And I want to do something for God. Lift your hand. Come on, talk to him. I want to do something. I'm tired of taking a back seat when I got a fire inside of me. And I want you to talk to one of these staff members. These, see them, look. And I want you after today to say to them, I want God's will for my role in this church. I don't want to be no big whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop. I want to be in God's will. I don't care about being seen. When I assume the pastorship of a great big church and folks say, oh, child, you don't know the responsibility and how many great big churches kill people. And I am, that's why, that, that's another reason why I'm here because if you don't get from underneath it and get some strength for yourself, it'll kill you. So don't let no big title and big church, don't let none of that get in your mind. I just want to be in God's will. And that's it. And so we got your last name. Brother Reasons, talk to these men of God. That's my little sister. Talk to them. Talk to the intercessors and say, pray with me that God will put me in a place where I can be productive in my church with the man of God. I can undergird. How can I be of most assistance to this much land being possessed? Would you pray that this week? And some of you need to make a commitment. Well, you know what? I am going to, now, now, now don't get this twisted. Well, you know what? I need to give National Church $10,000. Let me, let, me, let, me get, let me get you straight. Don't give it to my church. Give it to your church. Help your, don't, Benny Hinn already rich. Paula White already rich. Whatever God got for us in Washington, he knows how to get it to us. But make this church the greatest lighthouse anywhere. So I want you my God, I want you to pray and say, God, every year I want to bless my church in a financial way, in a physical way. Pastor, allow me to come and cut down some leaves, trees. Allow me to come and do something. Allow me to be on the front line evangelistically, coffee shops, sell, whatever. But I want to be a part of this much land. Does this speak to anybody? Don't just sit here. Do something transformative for God. Lift your hands all over this room. All right? Singing. The battle, the weapon may form, but it won't prosper. Let's sing. We're going to see a victory.